You are listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Hey, wow. You know what? The imagination now. Everybody has changed. Now they're getting so uh, creative in terms of their thinking and what they can do. Man, it's, it's, this is the best I've seen. Yeah, when you jump that damn high, you got a lot of time to think. up the floor. Reads a drop down. Kobe! Oh! Up high! Down hard! Kobe Bryant! Very deep, yeah. Blocked by LeBron! That basketball will never be the same! So that now has entered the fray. Let's and welcome back to Hydrid Radio. Ben, uh, our one-fifth of the season award show, kind of, today? Uh, yeah. Also, it was the uh, one-year anniversary of Hardwood Radio. Exactly. So, uh, beginning earlier this week, it was a one-year anniversary. I saw that show up on my Facebook uh, See Your Memories feed. And I was like, oh, wow, Ben, happy anniversary. It's been a year already. So thank you to our listeners. Thank you to all of us, all of you guys who uh, keep tuning in week after week. It is really appreciated. And for the uh, for the first year and for the first month of the season that's officially in the books, we've thought of giving you our uh, overreaction trophies <laughs> of the year. So we might do this again uh, at mid-season, but now we really, really like to overreact and uh, hand out all the awards already. We have all the individual awards. We have all all, all NBA, the first team, all defense, the first team, and all rookie first team also. Exactly. Well, we want to extrapolate. So if our uh, award seems sometimes weird, is because if it stays like this for the rest of the season, which there's a very small probabilities it will, if it does, that will be our trophies. Exactly. So, so let's start with the one trophy that we agree on for sure because it's him <laughs> and nobody else. Rookie of the year. Yes, he's a little older than usually, having spent two years on the sideline getting healthy. Joel Embiid has proven that he might be, in 2016-17, the rookie of the year in the NBA. Unless he gets injured, he will be the rookie of the year at the end of the year. It's not going to be... Close. It's not going to be close at all. Joel Embiid has put up uh, numbers that you can only see in NBA 2K. Like, I play NBA 2K and I get numbers like Joel Embiid uh, by playing every, every and by playing 25 minutes a game. Yeah. I've never seen anything like this ever in a basketball game. Like, this, this is like... He averages. Uh, let, 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 let me pull his stats here. Mm-hmm. He is. I, he is close to averaging uh, 20 points a game in 20 minutes. Like, give me a second. He averages uh, from rolls 18 point, <laughs> 18.2 points, uh, 7.2 rebounds, and 2.4 blocks a game uh, in about in about 23.3 minutes. He has a PER of 23.81. He is. He is a talent that, if the body holds up, he will not only win the Rookie of the Year, he will be an All-NBA uh, first team, not an NBA All-Star, and he will be a great, great, great basketball player for 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 um, seasons to come. Like, we're talking about Hakeem Olajuwon kind of talent. Yeah, and you mentioned the 23-minute average as well. It's surprising because we, when we go back to the earlier season, we're talking about 
15 minutes would be his average or because mm-hmm. they want to keep his minutes down, but he's been so effective. One of the reasons why when the 76ers do have success, which is not often this year still, it is because of what Joel Embiid. And the fans are paying to see him, basically. Uh, they pay tickets to go at the Wells Fargo Center to see uh, Joel Embiid give them a little bit of hope. And uh, he's been doing good. His body has been has been hand, handling uh, pressure great, and they're consistently upping his minutes since the beginning of the season. I don't think we'll see him playing much more than 30 minutes a game, but he is head and shoulders above everybody else in the Rookie of the Year department. Like Joel Embiid, don't get injured, and you'll be Rookie of the Year this season. So it's a unanimous decision between the two of yes. us. Who is your honorable mention as well in Rookie of the Year? Because we've talked about it off-air. If it's not Joel Embiid, there's basically not another rookie performing to that level this year so far. And it's quite a drop-off. Like, well, I know Joel Embiid like would probably average 30 points a game if we'd play uh, if we'd play four minutes, but after that, it qu- it's quite a drop-off. I don't have any satisfying answer, um, but the most satisfying I have would be Brandon Ingram for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. He is not. He is not putting um, some very impressive, uh, some very impressive numbers. But Brandon Ingram has started on the bench this year and has been earning his place in the, has earned his place in the starting lineup already. He's averaging 7.6 points a game, 1.6 assists, and 3.7 rebounds. Um, he has played. Um, he has played in all in all um, 24.4 minutes a game. So that's quite that's the drop off we have. Like that's that is the second best young uh, rookie there is in the league this year. Do you, have, do you have another another uh, Ingram would have been player? Ingram would have been my choice as well uh, because uh, the the fact that he's uh, one of the highly touted prospect to come mm-hmm. and because of uh, the injury to our friend Simmons with mm-hmm. Philly as well not being uh, playing right now, you do have that sense that he would have been in the conversation maybe, but Ingram being the second-round draft pick, well, second overall, was a good choice as well for that uh, category. Technically, Dario Saric, uh, Joel Embiid's teammate, has been having a more successful season, which, and I would be okay with giving Saric the title this year, but like 9.1 points, 5.9 rebounds, it's not a great year, and he's playing a very definite role on his team. So I go Joel Embiid or bust. Like if Joel Embiid gets injured in January and nobody picks it up, I'll give it to Joel Embiid anyway. Let's move to the MVP conversation where we, my, things yes. might differ. Uh, I'll start with uh, my choice, Ben, for this yes. one. My MVP is literally, the, what, what's the sense of an MVP is? The most valuable player to his team. And so far yes. in the 2016-17 season, no one has been more valuable to their team than Russell Westbrook with the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's very hard to give the award right now to anybody but Russell Westbrook um, because Russell Westbrook is is turning out the most amazing um, the most amazing stats his team is only 11 and 8 so that gives me uh, so so that gives me a little uh, drawback but like he's averaging 30.9 points, 11.3 assists, and 10.3 rebounds and a, he has a PER a player efficiency rating of 30 which is completely nuts. But um, is there is there a, a player in the league that has a more successful team? 
has more of a role to play on his team and who is averaging nutty stats also. And I found only one that I like better than Russell Westbrook. And his team is a lot more successful than the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have a record of 13-2. and two, And he is almost averaging a triple-double himself. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, I'll let you uh, give the suspense a little bit longer. LeBron James, who has been quietly leading his team to a record season. Um, he is averaging 23 points. 9.7 assists and 8.4 rebound without even trying. He is letting his teammates do all the work. He is having fun. He is enjoying himself. And he is showing leadership in a way he's never shown there before. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are transformed and they are his team. And he he overturned the culture, the toxic culture in his team. If uh, Russell Westbrook keeps averaging a triple-double for um, for the rest of the season. I usually give him the MVP. But right now, as of the season was ending tomorrow and the playoffs will start, I would give the, the MVP to LeBron James. Yeah, it's going to be the interesting too because eventually Steph Curry is going to have something to say with that too. And Kevin Durant or anybody else uh, in that conversation. Kevin Kevin Durant is a guy who has another uh, crazy stats. I had a... I had a um, the discussion with one of my friends who's in my fantasy league, he was saying Durant has, Durant has, he averages 27.1 points, 8.4 rebounds, and 4.7 assists per game. His PER is actually higher, is like 0.1 point higher than Russell Westbrook. So he would make a great case uh, for him, for MVP too. I have, would have no problem handing him. Oh, and hilariously enough, uh, Kevin Durant is listed at six foot nine on ESPN's website. <laughs> like this is the silliest thing I've ever like everybody knows like Kevin Durant is seven foot tall. Um, um, yeah, it's the only it's the only award where the debate the debate this year is all in the open. Like this is the only award where there are, where there are no clear favorites and that's going to be a lot of fun. Now, another award that if things stay this way, but it's more the way they started the season and the mm -hmm. way the Lakers were able to bounce back from a year that nothing was expected of them. It's the mm -hmm. post-Kobe era. We were expecting them to finish the same place as last year, which is really in the bottom of the Eastern uh, the Western Conference. Luke Walton has managed to find a ways to get victory, get results with this team that right now they're in eighth spot, but they were closer to the top a few weeks ago. Uh, the Lakers have surprised a lot of people so far in 2016-17. The Lakers have reinvented themselves. I am very, uh, very happy and very surprised of how the play the Lakers have have played so far. And if they make the big the playoff, I would completely give it to Luke Walton. Like there's no way I would not give it to Luke Walton if they make the playoffs. He he has energized this young troop, and he has made uh, he has made a great um, he has made great uh, a great mix out of very out of spare parts. But if they miss the playoffs, which could really happen, as our things are are standing now, they are half a game in front of the. Um, yeah, they are half a game in front of the uh, Portland Trail Blazers in the West, who are tail spinning. Um, I would give it to Tyron Lue, who is once again quietly, very discreetly leading uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers to one of the most solid 
uh, spotless performances in the East. Like I know the East is easier. I know, uh, I know it, it, it demand less out of a coach, but he has been gracefully acing this season so far. It's been like he's been he's eased up in the job and has owned up to it to every potential, uh, to every possible end. Like Ty- Tyron Lue is a very strong candidate to me for coach of the year. It's true, though. When you're looking at the Cavaliers, they haven't been in the headline over the last few weeks. They're just winning, and they're winning. Yeah, they continue exactly. to win, and they just stay first in the Eastern Conference. Nobody even close without stirring the pot, like we could say. No, uh, there's nobody that could that's even remotely close. I think the, the number two team is Toronto, who has uh, 11 and 6, and Chicago, who has been playing well and who has 10 and 6. Otherwise, like, um, it's it's... Not even close. It, they're they've been they've been dominating like it's like they've not even playing in the same conference. They've been dominating through and through. Now, when we move to defensive player of the year, a mm-hmm. few names came in the conversation, Ben. But one player that openly mentioned it's one of his goal to become defensive player of the year in a team where this year he doesn't necessarily have to carry the offensive load like he had in the playoff when Steph Curry went down. Talking about Draymond Green here, who can yes. focus on one task, and he's maybe right now the best defensive player in the NBA. Yes, and uh, I would not have given him the nod over Kawhi Leonard, like no way in hell, because Kawhi Leonard is simply um, physically built to be defensive player of the year five years in a row. But Kawhi Leonard has been entrusted with much more offensive responsibilities this year and he cannot be everywhere at the same time and so his numbers have been uh, has decreased uh, a little bit and Draymond Green has been tasked with a lot less uh, offensive responsibilities this year so he's been focusing on uh, playing good defense and he has once again played his very savant mix of uh, positional defense and aggressive on-ball defense he's been talking trash he's been he's been clogging the lanes um it's not the most i can eye popping uh, defense i've ever seen but i mean i mean the numbers speak for himself and not another player i would put in that conversation this year is chris paul now i think only one uh, point guard has been rewarded with defensive player of the year before it was gary payton uh, back in the days with the with the seattle supersonics but chris paul has been playing defense like a man possessed this year. I don't know if you've seen, but a couple of weeks ago, they were playing the Memphis Grizzlies, and he stole the ball from Mike Conley three times in one possession. Like, it's on, it's on YouTube. If you guys want to go see at home, it's on YouTube. Like, there's one crazy possession where Chris Paul gets three steals out, out, out off Mike Conley. Like, talk about playing angry perimeter defense. Uh, Chris Paul this year has been a selfless leader. He has been leading by example, and he has been, in my opinion, the main reason why the uh, why the uh, India, but the pardon me, the um, Los Angeles Clippers are in the conversation as a an NBA title contender. I don't think they are quite serious yet, but uh, they're getting there. Uh, they're managing constant success. They're third in the East, where I think they belong, but they might overstep San Antonio this year, and they might uh, they might warm up uh, Golden State. It's a very um, um, Chris Paul should get consideration for Defensive Player of the Year because he has played magnificently. 
Ben, I'll let you jump in here for the six men of the year because there's a few different options that you came up with for this one. Yes, um, it's not. It's never an easy award to uh, give because six men of the year has to reflect on your team's performance, right? Um, the best bench player right now in the game, my uh, my sincere impression is that it's um, Brandon Knight from Phoenix. But Phoenix sucks. Phoenix is about to finish with a top five uh, NBA draft pick this year. So I don't think Brandon Knight is going to get it. Uh, and I don't have any satisfying answer. The like I don't think Jamal Crawford in uh, Los Angeles is going to be rewarded with third award. I like Enes Cantor from um, the big man from uh, Oklahoma City. He is in stand offense off the bench. He needs... Um, he is called whenever um, whenever Russell Westbrook needs a pick and roll body to relieve some pressure of him. Um, I I like Ennis Kedder. I'm going for him for sixth man of the year. All right, so that leaves us to our all NBA team so far I, in your opinion, Ben. You forgot an award. Oh, I forgot one. Which one? Uh, the most improved player. Of the most year. improved player. I did forget one. A most improved <laughs> player. I remember a year ago we talked about most improved player and we had yes. Steph Curry being the most improved player yes. from the year before. This year is not the case. Who would you have um, in most improved player? Would Steph Curry still be the case or maybe not? No, because he has less offensive responsibility. Uh, I want to see Jimmy Butler, who won it in the past, but who is having an extraordinary year in Chicago. But um, most improved player is traditionally handed out to a player who is kind of good the year before, who has gotten great this year. Like it doesn't, there's no from rags to riches uh, stories uh, with the most improved player. Last year was CJ McCollum from uh, Portland. This year, I believe that it will either be the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, or my man, Kristaps Porzingis in New York, who has taken the reins of the Knicks and who has been uh, guiding the Knicks to an almost winning record. I think we have eight and nine right now. They have a, The Knicks have an almost winning record. They show, uh, he and Kristaps has shown a lot of heart, a lot of uh, courage, taking over offensive responsibilities last um Last Friday they played the um, last Friday they played the, the um, Charlotte Hornets and they went in overtime. He missed a big a big uh, three points. Uh, he bricked it and he came back sprinting, blocked Cody Zeller's shot on the other end. It was a thing of beauty. I'll give it to Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, it's a player that went from good to great. That's how the award should be named: from exactly. good to great. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great name for the award. All right, now that leaves us to the All-NBA team. Who do you have in your starting five? Okay, we're only going to do the All-NBA first team. At point guard, I have, of course, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Who else? Uh, and I want really want to put Steph Curry there, but the numbers do not back me up. At shooting guard, I have James Harden. Who the number? He's technically a point guard this year, but who cares? Like only, I only need two guards. Yeah. <laughs> at at uh, small forward, I have Kevin Durant, who has been putting up insane numbers, like we said earlier. At power forward, I have LeBron James, who is my choice for MVP so far this year. And at center, of course, Anthony Davis from uh, the Pelicans, who has been uh, also tearing it up this year. Anthony Davis is a bit of a jack in the box. 
he gets injured every now and then but this year he's had he's averaged 31.6 points which is uh, which is leading the league at uh, 10.9 rebounds and 2.8 blocks a game he he might even be in a conversation also for defensive player of the year because he is a two-way nightmare right now all right now for the all the the first team all defense so player that their yes. responsibility is defensive and do not always get the accolade that the <coughs> all nba team do get uh at point guard i have of course chris paul which we which we uh, discussed in the great details uh, earlier his play has been fantastic at shooting guard i have avery bradley from the uh from the um Uh, Boston Celtics, who has, who is, according to many players, the best perimeter defender in the NBA, and um, and at at small forward, I have Kawhi Leonard, two times uh, Defensive Player of the Year the last two years. He has been stellar on defense. He just has been very busy doing a lot of offense too. Uh, Draymond Green, of course, and Anthony Davis at a center. So Anthony Davis gets. All the all NBA first team and gets all first team all defense uh, consideration this year. Now, when we're looking at the all rookie team, uh, it, it's a good idea. We know that Joel Embiid is going to be on there, but did you have yes. difficulty finding four other rookies that could be mentioned in, in those top five? I did. I did a lot um, at point guard. Um, Uh, Chris Dunn, is, who is widely considered the best point guard in the draft, is having a dumpster fire of a year. I saw the um, I saw the uh, Wolves play the Phoenix Suns this uh, this weekend, and he could literally not stay on the floor. And I think it's going to affect his confidence a lot. I point guard. I took technically a shooting guard, but who plays point guard also this year? A combo guard, uh, Canadian Jamal Murray from the Denver Nuggets, who's averaging right now this year, who's playing a lot of minutes this year, he's playing 22 minutes a game. He's averaging 10 points, two assists, and 2.8 rebounds, rebounds a game. He's one of the only rookies with a PER over 10, which is really, uh, which is really alarming. Um, at uh, at uh, shooting guard, I took a player who was picked in the second round but who is widely regarded as the second best rookie right now in the NBA. Uh, Michael Brogdon from Virginia, who has uh, seven points per game, 2.5 assists, 2.5 reba- reba- rebounds in uh, 20 minutes a game. And he's another, he's another player with a PR over uh, 11.5. He's playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, it's rare to see a rookie that can have that much of an effect on a game uh, that quick. He is going to turn 24 soon, so he's a very seasoned basketball player, despite being a rookie. But I think he deserves the accolade this year. Um, I have Brandon Ingram at uh, small forward. Dario Saric, who is doing a lot of stuff um, that doesn't reflect on the score on the scorecards uh, from Philadelphia, power forward. He is, um, he is playing a lot of good positional defense. He's often pitted against the other team's best scorer, and he's accounting of himself well by all, by any means. So Saric needs like a little bit of love, and he should be on the first team All Rookie. And of course, that center Joel Embiid. Like that's not even a question. <laughs> he's going to be on the first NBA maybe at the end of the year. So uh, maybe not the first, but if, the second. If they need a center like they did last year, and they nominated. Um, um uh DeAndre Jordan 
on the first team. I don't see why they would not put Joel Embiid. I, I, I would vote for Joel Embiid over DeAndre Jordan right now for first team all NBA. All right, to finish the show, as always, the prospect yes. of the week, a freshman from Kentucky University, Malik Monk. Malik Monk is the name that's on everybody's lips right now. And the reason is for that, uh, Kentucky played um, Michigan State a couple of weeks ago, and he torched Michigan State. Kentucky played horribly, but uh, they stood behind Malik Monk's performance in order to eke out the win against Michigan State. He was shooting lights out. I think he shot uh, six out of eight uh, from three points. Um, he, uh, and since then, he has been very consistent, and now every scout is talking about him. He went from, um, from being a mid to late first rounder to being a, considered a top five pick. That's how, that's how much he affected his draft stock since the beginning of uh, the year. Um, he's a phenomenal athlete and a phenomenal athlete. Like he can jump outside of the gym. He is perhaps the best dunker in this, uh, in this draft class. He, um, he is explosive. He attacks the rim. Um, he, he uh, likes to pull up. He, He's very tough to it's very very tough to defend when he pulls up because he can stop on a dime. Um, to give you a point of reference, it's something that Kyrie Irving does very well, and it's something that the um, that the Golden State Warriors uh, complained about uh, after their loss. They said that Kyrie Kyrie was impossible to stop because he could stop and pull up uh, a jump shot on a dime. So that's something that Malik Monk does very well, also. Um, he right now he is uh, not a great defender because he seems wholly uninterested in defense. Um, he has a world of potential, though. He is um, he reminds me like his profile reminds me right now of a certain of a certain player who came in very unheralded, who stayed two years at UCLA and uh, became. Uh, became an MVP candidate this year. Um, he, he reminds me physically and mentally of Russell Westbrook. And I know I said that of Dennis Smith, but Dennis <laughs> Smith is the same kind of athlete than Russell Westbrook. He came in, uh, Smith came in under the under uh, a lot of scrutiny, but Malik Monk is just sliding his way up there. And he uh, he is um, he he landed in a big school. He's not a very uh, he's not a very renowned uh, uh, not a very renowned prospect, but I could see him becoming this kind of really uh, this kind of sneaky athletic. Uh, right now, right now he's playing a shooting guard like Westbrook did back in the days. But he could become a very good combo guard. He's not a natural creator, but he has the scoring ability to be able to create. He is a very intriguing and very tantalizing uh, prospect. Um, when I saw him shoot up the uh, the boards like this, I was like, okay, that's right. We have to talk about Malik Monk this week. Um, um, Kentucky this year is going to rely on their backcourt a lot. Uh, we talked about the Aaron Fox earlier this year, and the Aaron Fox and Malik Monk will are very different kind of players. The Aaron Fox remind me more of a Mike Conley type of player. Um, watch for this backcourt this uh, this year in the NCAA. They're going to make a lot of fireworks 
and um, and uh, Kentucky will live and die by it. Again, we thank you for listening to Hardwood Radio for the last year. And cheers, Ben, for maybe another decade to come. Absolutely. And until next week, have a great basketball. You were listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Visit us, sportspodcastingnetwork.com.